There is no nobility in poverty. They're selling, Mortimer. Well, that's ridiculous. You're talking with dangerously. You've got to spend it. Spend it all. Oh, it's only money. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Welcome back to another episode of Essentials, the financial primer show brought to you by the FinPipe Network. I'm your host, Jeffrey Williams, and coming down the pipeline this week, we're continuing our look at long-term investment and savings options by learning about registered retirement saving plans and tax-free savings accounts. Registered retirement savings plans, or RRSPs, which we touched on briefly last week, offer Canadians the opportunity to put money away for retirement. The big attraction with these accounts is that investment gains are tax-free and contributions are tax-deductible. Tax-free savings accounts, on the other hand, also allow Canadians to put money away, and in addition to gains being tax-free, withdrawals from these accounts are not taxed either. But first, let's start with the RRSP. What is it exactly? A registered retirement savings plan gives you the opportunity to put money away for your retirement where the investment gains are tax-free and the contributions are tax-deductible. You only start paying tax on your registered savings when you start withdrawing. But the sting from the tax it will likely be mitigated by the fact that you will be earning less income in retirement, so you'll pay less money to the government. It is important to keep in mind that it is not a form of investment in and of itself. It is a vehicle to postpone paying tax and shelter gains. What you are doing is establishing a registered account for your money. So, the next logical question is, what can you put into an RRSP? And the answer is pretty much anything you like, including money, stocks, bonds, guaranteed investment certificates, also known as GICs, and mutual funds. And this can be done in any financial institution in Canada. Now, similar to the TFSA, RRSPs have an annual contribution limit. People with a defined pension plan from their employer have less room than someone with no pension plan. Information on your particular limit can be found on your latest assessment from Canada Revenue Agency. You routinely receive such an assessment after you have filed your annual tax return. In 2018, the maximum RRSP deduction limit was $26,230. There is an annual deadline for contributing to your RRSP, either at the very end of February or the very beginning of March. Now, the next question is, is there always a tax penalty for early withdrawal of RRSP money? And the answer is no. The one exception is the home buyer's plan, which allows you to withdraw up to $25,000 annually to build or buy a home. You then repay that money you have taken in installments. Repayments start the second year after you withdraw the funds, and the money must be paid back within 15 years. Now that's all fine and dandy, but are RRSPs really suitable for everyone? And the answer to that question is probably not. If you're a low-income earner and in a low-tax bracket now, then you're probably not going to benefit too much from the refund that someone in a high-tax bracket would. That sort of person might find a tax-free savings account, or TFSA, more suitable. The CRA describes the TFSA on their site thusly, quote, The tax-free savings account program began in 2009. It is a way for individuals who are 18 and older and who have a valid social insurance number to set money aside tax-free throughout their lifetime. Contributions to a TFSA are not deductible for income tax purposes. Any amount contributed, as well as any income earned in the account, for example investment income and capital gains, is generally tax-free, even when it is withdrawn. Administrative or other fees in relation to TFSA and any interest or money borrowed to contribute to a TFSA are not tax-deductible, end quote. Therefore, listeners to the show who are in a lower income tax bracket may find the tax deductions less attractive than tax-free withdrawals. 
Additionally, like RRSPs, TFSAs have a contribution limit, but you can carry over your contribution room as well to maximize your ability to deposit. The maximum amount annually has changed several times since 2009, so make sure you head over to the CRA website to see how much contribution room you have in order to avoid paying any penalties. I hope by now you've got a fairly good understanding of what RRSPs and TFSAs are, and also how they differ. But which one is right for you? For those in lower income tax brackets and are saving for perhaps a more immediate large purchase, the TFSA and its tax-free gains and withdrawals may be the way to go. If you're a little older, in a higher income tax bracket, and or are strictly saving for retirement, an RRSP and its tax deferral might be the right option. Either way, it's always best to do your own research and make the decision that seems best for you. That's been our show for this week. If you're interested in learning more about this and other financial topics, head on over to finpipe.com, like our page on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening.